Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 7, you will hear stories from our 8th collection, Lost and Found. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Letting the Bunny Go by B.E. Jackson A scratching sound in the hay barn greeted my nightly trip to feed the horses. When I aimed my flashlight at the noise, I saw a small, wriggling white cotton ball tucked into the far corner. It was the back end of the world's tiniest cottontail rabbit, and I was standing between it and freedom. A pair of barn cats were eyeing the bunny with interest, so I did what any self-respecting animal lover would do. I gently scooped up the trembling animal in the yogurt cup I used to measure grain. At the house, I scanned the bookshelves, found my copy of A Field Guide to Mammals, and turned to the section marked Rabbits and Red. The cottontail rabbit is not only undomesticated, it is of a different genus than the European-descended domestic rabbit. I might have easily lived my entire life without discovering that Silvalagus, cottontail, does not equal Auricolagus, domestic, on a genetic level. Used to thigh-high and taller pets, I had no idea what to feed this tiny creature. Back to the field guide I went. Dandelion greens and hay, timothy and oat hay, are extremely important for wild rabbits. As soon as their eyes are open, you may also introduce the bunnies to alfalfa pellets. I lined a cardboard box with alfalfa pellets and timothy hay, filled measuring cups with water and a few plucked dandelions, and marveled at how, really, a bunny was a cheap pet for people who don't weed their lawns and have horse feed on hand. The next day, a short trip to Petco changed all that. I strolled down multiple aisles of cages, waterers, feeders, athletic equipment to keep your rodent fit, and rodent toys to prevent boredom. In the end, I walked out with a modestly priced cage, a hanging water bottle, a package of mega-nutritious rabbit pellets, a zippered bag of rodent snacks, and the world's smallest bag of wood shavings. And so it was, I spent just shy of a hundred dollars to turn a wild creature into a pet. I set him in his new cage on our screened-in porch where he could hear the birds chirping and watch the early morning coyotes roam the banks of the pond. I found him a tiny cardboard box he could duck into whenever he felt insecure. At the weekly cage cleanings, Peter, named in homage to Beatrix Potter, would hop into his cardboard box, after which I'd close the flaps and transport him out of the cage. As the weeks went by, Pete outgrew his security box, but I could still corner him and force him to hold still while I petted him. While I did this, he often pressed his face against the bars of the cage and squeezed his little eyes shut as if in deep and fervent prayer. The field guide began to nag and admonish. Wild rabbits should be released as soon as they measure five inches in length. 
The longer you keep them, the more difficult to handle they will become and the less likely their chances for survival in the wild. One day, after Pete's lithe and sinewy body had evaded me for nearly a half hour, all that good nutrition having created an uber-rabbit, I did some soul-searching. Kid, I told the quivering rabbit, you are a wild thing, meant to run free and forage for yourself. In my anxiety over your safety, I am keeping you from fulfilling that destiny. I set his cage down outside and stood facing the dense, brushy hills that border the property and smelling the verdant breath of spring. Then I opened the cage door. He seemed to know this was his chance, and he took it. The music didn't swell, and he didn't stop to look back at me like in a Disney film. Instead, he focused on the world ahead and scooted into the bushes. My last view of Pete mirrored my first view, a tiny cotton ball. Now, this could be a simple tale of rabbit and human coming to an understanding, but it's really more of a parable. Because it goes this way sometimes with the children we raise. We think we have a domestic species that readily adapts to close quarters, when what we have really raised is a child of a wilder genus, a Silvalagus humanus. As parents, we struggle against the separation that we fear, that we know is coming, and that is our wild child's instinctive response to being reined in. We cling to them, even as they push back with all the savagery and desperation of, well, a caged animal. That's the nature of free will, isn't it? And at a certain point, we have to learn to open the cage and let the bunny go. Copyright 2023, B.E. Jackson. B.E. Jackson grew up among storytellers, writers, actors, and musicians, and learned early the importance of treating an artistic career like the business that it is. After receiving a degree in psychology, she pivoted to helping people recover from trauma and addiction through equine-assisted activities at her ranch in rural Arizona. In 2012, she published a how-to memoir on her life with animals, titled Herdmates to Heartmates. The Art of Bonding with a New Horse. She is currently working on two novels. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the eight anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.